time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all supposed to just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news, discussions, and reviews from a multicultural point of view. In addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at SSNPodcast.com and on all social media under the handle at SSNPodcast. Our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, TuneIn, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher so that more people can find our show. Thanks, and here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. We are so happy to have you here today. We are recording this on Sunday, April the 14th, 2019. I am Brandon, and I'm here today with Latria. Hey. Ali. Hello. And special guest Richard. Hey, and we are here to talk about a couple of things, uh, most including mostly the the announcement launch for Disney Plus, the new Disney streaming service, much lauded, much anticipated, and apparently surprisingly cheap. Um, <laughs> well, before we get to that, we have a couple of reviews to go through. Uh, I will start. Uh, so I, I think we we definitely covered uh, when the little trailer dropped in January. Because I said, this looks cute. I like this idea. I like Marseille Martin, Issa Rae, and Regina Hall. And I thought it was funny. It was coming the week out after Shazam. So I said, oh, so it's like it's like reverse big, literally. So instead of it being a white boy becoming a white man, it's a black woman becoming a black girl. And, you know, and Shazam's the same thing. So I was like, oh, that's that's nice that they're putting it right after this. Like, so I can I can choose my poison, whichever one um, turns out better. Hopefully they'll, but I was like, hopefully they'll both turn out good. Well, folks, I regret to, and I feel really bad about I regret to inform you. So I saw a little. And y'all know what happens if 30 minutes into a movie I don't like. I start texting people <laughs> from my chair. <laughs> and sure enough, um, I started texting everybody on the show about 30 minutes in. And it's funny because Ken, Ken, who was on his way, Ken... Uh, shot back. He's like, "Well, I mean, it's a Will Packer production. <laughs> what did you expect?" And like, the thing is, Will Packer is very hit or miss as a producer, but he can hit and miss. And I was like, "Little is such a layup. Who could possibly tank this movie? It's like it would make itself, but apparently, um, they tanked it." Uh, Tina Gordon uh, is the writer-director of this. She rewrote the original screenplay that was done by Tracy Oliver. And I was saying before with show records, when Tracy Oliver writes jokes for Issa Rae, you do not rewrite them. Why? What was continuity? Was it too expensive to film? What? what why? I just, because, <laughs> here's the thing. So, the movie, I don't need to, I, there's no such thing as spoilers for this movie. You know what, you saw the trailer. The trailer is what you get. Uh, Regina Hall, she comes in, she's a terrible boss, and I should say she gives 
the worst performance I've ever seen out of her. It's like a cartoon character jumped into her body and started acting. Like, it's one thing to be over the top and what's supposed to be a quote-unquote kid's film, but it's like she she's over the top, over the top. Like, she, like is it campy? It's beyond campy. It's just, it's like, it's like her whole entire performance is pitched to where she's trying to yell at you from across the street and around the corner, even though you're standing, like, right in front of her. Oh, oh, so that yelling in the trailer is like heard the whole time? The whole time she is on screen. She's on screen for like, I think, 15 minutes at best. Mm, okay. Like she's, give, she's, she's, she's doing like 100 when 35 would have done just fine. <laughs> 45 if you really wanted to be silly with it. Right. Like I cringe, like Mars, when she turns to Marseille, which um, they spoil the whole reveal of the whole quote-unquote big concept, the body swatch concept, because they're two different colors. So I know who it is whose hand reaches for the alarm in the morning. It's obvious. Um, but Marseille, is, this Marseille Marseille does a very good performance as um, a young Jordan Sanders in the movie. She, she is way better than her grown counterpart. Like, you really believe that she's a, she's a grown person in, in, a, in a child's body. Because she takes all the stuff she learned on Blackish and she adds like a little bit of drama and pathos to it and the ability to like to carry a narrative. And she's carrying this entire movie on her back because the, the way the movie's directed and the way it's written leaves Issa Rae pretty much out to dry. Oh. Like, I felt embarrassed. I felt embarrassed for all the adult actors in the movie. It just didn't seem like it was clicking for them. Like, the kids in the movie besides Marseille do okay. And maybe that's something that Tina Gordon could look into, perhaps, like directing more like movies or things that involve kids. Most people can't direct children, no matter who they are. Directing children, they always say, don't work with kids or animals. Like, because um, most people don't know how to direct kids or animals. And she did fine with those parts. I don't know what happened, though, with the rest of it. I don't know if it's like that just a Will Packer thing, because this movie feels a lot like um, Night School, which is, you know, a Will Packer production from another director, I think Tim Story, I think, I think did Night School. Let me check that. But it has the same feel, and that's not a good thing. Like, so did Tracy get any writing credit? Yeah, at she all, did. Or? Yeah, she still got writing credit because she wrote the original version of the screenplay. Gotcha. Uh, Malcolm Lee directed Night School, not Tim Story. Uh, yeah, I was just, I felt bad. Like, I laughed a couple of times, but a lot of jokes where I should have laughed, I didn't. And, like, the movie takes its very illogical idea and, and adds even more illogicalities onto it. Like, it doesn't create a real world to bring in sort of kind of the silly, like, goofiness of the concept at all. Mm. Like, these characters work at a tech company. It doesn't like anything, any sort of tech company I've ever seen. Um, Just, I don't know. Like, it just, it just fell flat for me. Uh, and then, like, it's scored and sort of kind of that mid-2000s Negro film sort of kind of everything is like a... <laughs> you know, with a little drum beat underneath it. It just, I didn't like it. I know some people that um, on my timeline liked it, and but I didn't. And like, I mean, and to be clear, like I always try to say, it's okay to enjoy a movie whether or not it's well-made or not. People are going to like what they like. Right. I just, I didn't really, I because I think it's when I could see if I can watch watch the movie the first time and I can see, oh, they could have done this way better, they could have done that way better, so let's off the rip. 
it's going to lose me. And this one just lost me. Like, and I feel bad about it because I actually wanted to enjoy it. And plus I paid full price and I and I was, you know, yeah, the studio movie group with my hamburger and my sweet potato fries, which were good. Uh by the way, at least that was good. So, uh, so basically you could have you could have gone back, got your movie, and then bought Amazing Grace instead. I should have gone to see Amazing Grace instead. Cause I ran out of time to see it today. Amazing Grace is the long-awaited um, Aretha Franklin documentary we talked about um, on the episode when she passed. That they were thinking about whether or not they were debating whether or not they would release it, and they have. <laughs> it's actually playing now in theaters, so I would suggest people go. And I've heard it's phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard the same. Uh, yeah. So I. Yeah. If you want to see Little, I would suggest the matinee or to wait for it to come on to video. I wouldn't suggest full price. Uh, and do know, even though it is a... The funny thing, it's a kid's... It's shot like a kid's film. It's like in bright Nickelodeon colors and everything. But there's like three or four sex jokes in the movie that keep that put it into a PG-13 rating. I would just cut them jokes. They don't add anything to the narrative. They aren't necessary. Like this one joke that Mar- like Marseille... They they borrow a certain joke from the first episode of Insecure and rewrite it so that it's PG-13. If you remember the first episode of Insecure and the biggest joke in that in that episode, imagine that rewritten. Oh my God, not the song. Not the song. Imagine, the imagine song. just the, the theme of that song rewritten so that a child can read the line. Oh my God. Wait, how? Oh, 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 sweet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I um, I don't even know how how. Well, I mean, because remember that she's a a grown person in a child's body, right? Talking to Issa Rae about why Issa Rae can't keep a, can't keep a man. Oh, damn. oh yeah. no! <laughs> I continue. Oh <laughs> wow. But yeah, I'm, I assume that at some point when it comes out in video, somebody will go and clip like the good parts of um, Little Out and put them on YouTube. Just watch that. <laughs> and I do hope that Marseille Martin gets into like other features. Funny thing, speaking of my next thing I was going to talk about, they're taking so long to make this damn Shazam movie that when they first announced it, she was my quote-unquote fan cast to play Darla Dudley, the youngest mem- uh, member of um, of Billy Batson's foster family. And now, of course, she's, she was way too old when they made it, and so they cast uh, Faith Herman from This Is Us instead, who does a great job. And so speaking of Shazam, I saw Shazam again in um, Screen X this time. Screen X being the uh, 270 degree format where it's a screen in front of you and two on either side. And because this is a feature and they don't have the money to do the whole thing, like it's sort of like how in IMAX, how the screen goes top to bottom every now and then. Uh, screen X, they'll turn on the side screens like at certain moments during the film to show like extra footage. Uh, so, like, for example, in Shazam, whenever they go to the Rock of Eternity, the screen, like, like, a, like wipes open on either side when they cross oh. over. And during, like, the montage where uh, Shazam and Freddie Freeman are testing Shazam's powers, they play little motion graphics on the sides of the screen. Like, um, 
when uh, when he's like um, testing out his lightning powers by destroying all his school books, for example, they show like the name of each school book and like it blasting as he's doing it on the screen. You know, little things like that. It was it was cool. It was a little bit distracting, I think, for me. Maybe I'm just old. No, it sounds distracting. <laughs> like I would rather it just be the the whole movie stretched out. Yeah. Because like, that's why I told you. All that extra stuff on the side is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't come to work. I could, I wouldn't be able to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. I came to, I came to just watch the front. Right. Yeah. Front. Yeah, it's only like the movie stretched out. I mean, it's for most of it's the movie stretched out. Like, like it's the same. You get the same part in the middle, but it's like extra on the sides that you're supposed to just look straight ahead, though. Because if you look to the left and right when it's stretched out, you, it just look a big stretch because it's it's stretched to match your peripheral. It's only mm-hmm. during that that montage when they play things that fit only into that screen on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I saw um, Infinity War on Netflix again to make sure I was ready for Endgame. And I have to say, like I have to reiterate, Infinity War is a far better movie than. I think it gets credit for, as far as like it being an actual movie, like as far as like the way it depicts the events and how they decide to make mm-hmm. Thanos the protagonist of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I know a lot of reviewers carp about, oh, it's not a real movie because it's you know it's a part three, it's I, it's a half of a film as it is in the first place, and then also you have to have watched nineteen other movies to even get what's going on, but. It could have very easily just been like a pop border thing like Justice League was, but they actually show you Thanos as a fully dimensional character, even though he's a CGI creation. Yeah. And just they like did a really good job with that. It was really good. Like I I watched him throw Zoe Saldana off that cliff and I rerounded and watched it again. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. He really Let is trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong. I watched Peter Quill be the absolute fucking worst. Oh my god! <laughs> so well, they well they fridged her so that way he can be motivated to do some dumb shit. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. So I watched um, Bucky show up. Um, Buck, Bucky greet Captain Wakanda with his new um, washout. <laughs> He's <laughs> just living living conditioner. <laughs> with, with jojoba oil. Jojoba oil and um uh vibranium hot combs. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he swayed. He swayed the frame and his locks his locks swished. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was in the chair to get jumped to it by Aretha talking about girl I got to go <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus let me leave Bucky alone alright uh, anything else that uh, we gonna, um, uh, Ali saw well he thinks he saw because we're not Sure about the runtime. Uh, he he purports to have seen Guava Island starring Donald Glover and Rihanna on Amazon Prime. And um, 
I originally said that, hey, this feels really short. It feels like it's a bit past in like 25 to 30 minutes. And then I have been proven wrong by the actual <laughs> uh, that, that, is, that is written on Amazon as 55 minutes. I am pretty sure that I've seen everything in here. Um, I will not spoil the details. I, I will just say um, just a general premise. Um, this, well, first of all, this, this movie was shot in Cuba. Um, that is the stage for Guava Island. Guava Island is not an actual island. Um, it's just a fictional, um, island that the characters live on. Uh, Donald Glover's character and Rihanna's character are in a relationship and they, um, the, the premise is that the people of Guava Island, they are basically subjugated by this sort of uh, this this person, this this um, over this quote unquote overlord type person who is um, letting the, who is basically um, make forcing everyone to work for him uh, and to to create exports that will bring in riches into the into Guava Island, but the riches only they only um, get taken up um, by him and they are not only just a, a small percentage um, go to the, um, to the, to the, um, to the villagers, um, to the inhabitants of the island, uh, which is funny because it, it almost feels like, it almost feels like how Cuba is. Because remember Cuba, Cuba is under a communist um, regime where um, everybody from, from a, a person, a garbage collector or sanitization worker, excuse me, to a doctor, their wages are balanced off so that way no one is too, too, too better that or or no one's too better off than the other person. And I, that's I feel of, like this I, is the oversimplification of communism in general. But I'm a, I'm a let. I mean, I'm no. Well, I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> you, I'm using I'm using the part of communism that I'm uh, that to explain the way the characters are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at least that aspect where people are, you know, you know, they're they're made to to feel like as if they're they're quote unquote taken care of, quote unquote. But really, it's you know, when you look up on the mountain and you see this giant mansion where such and such lives. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the the idea is that Donald Glover's um his his um his uh, character. Despite all of these things that are happening, the adversities on the island, he um, loves to remain here, stay here, and he wants to promote, um, you know, just um, um, life and, and hope through his music. Whilst Rihanna's character, she she wants to to leave, she wants to run away. She doesn't mean there's a life here, and the um, Events of the, the story for, um, unfold, and you know you get to see what happens. But basically, throughout the movie, it is the movie is punctuated by musical numbers off of Donald Glover's latest album, um, where people will break out. Well, he would break out into song, and then people might join in, and there might be a whole dance number. <laughs> kind of like, um, uh, well, all the musicals and Brandon. Um, like so much, <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually it, it's it's really cute and fun. Uh, 
man, I, I was racking my, my, my brain because I didn't look it up before I started watching. So I was like, I know this is an island because this feels the architecture, just the people. This is so islandy. Which, whose island are they filming on? And then they had, they showed this port, like a dock somewhere. And I was like, oh, it's Cuba. And then they showed the cars and I was like, oh, it's Cuba. Cause you know, Cuba, Cuba's, Cuba has a trade embargo that stops all, um, imports of anything super, super brand new, especially cars. So yeah, all those old timey um, cars are on the road. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, I saw that it got poor reviews though online. And I was like, I don't know what else you guys were really expecting. I mean, yeah, I mean, the movie isn't super cerebral. It's just, it's just cute and fun. It's just something to, you know, enjoy just for the 55 minutes or in my case, wow, what a fast 20, 30 minutes. 25 was. minutes. When you told me it was 25 minutes, I was like, is, a, is it a two-reeler? Is it, is, does Cab Calloway do a number in it? Do the Aragain children show up? Like, like, why is it 25 minutes? <laughs> but apparently yeah. it's not that. So, um, <laughs> And they did a really good job. They did a really good job. Like, I, <laughs> Donald Glover, I didn't realize, but you stick him on a an island set or just you know on location and and he blends right in. I was gonna say like from the like, from the trailer, it just looks like he belonged, like he was home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does not look like a, a, a like an American black guy who's playing an islander. He just he looks like he could just be part of the the villagers. So you know, and of course Rihanna just looks like Rihanna because you know you don't need to do anything else. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. so she's she good. <laughs> All right. Um uh, Latria. Yes. What are you what have you been watching? Oh God. Um uh, Well besides that, you- besides that. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did write some things down. <laughs> uh well on TV, I haven't been to the movies. So on TV, I started watching that new show called Abby's. It comes on NBC. Abby's. It's a half hour comedy. It's basically, I would, it reminds me of if Cheers was set outside. Cause basically, this lady has built an entire bar in her backyard. Hmm. Oh. So people just come over and they drink. And I mean, it's a fully functioning bar, but it's just literally in her backyard. Oh, so, wait a second. I see ads for that. And okay. the cool, yeah, the cool thing is like, before the episode starts each week, NBC is like, oh, and this was filmed before a live audience outside. So I was like, y'all are really excited about this outside concept. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a cute show. It's only, it's only been on three weeks. So there are just three episodes. Um, so I've been watching those. It's pretty funny. The girl, I can't remember, I don't know what her name is, but she played um, Aziz Ansari's girlfriend in like the last two seasons of Parks and Recreation. That's the girl that she worked with him in uh, his restaurant. Can't remember her character's name on there, but that's the girl who plays who plays Abby on this show. Um, but it's cute. It's something you know interesting to watch just to kind of break up all the dramatic shows that I <laughs> that I look at. Um, uh, also- her name Natalie Morales. I don't know. You might be right. <laughs> I have no clue what her name is. Because I see Jessica is was she a POC character on on Parks and Rec or I don't she... know, but I know in this show she did like the episode I just watched from last week. She mentioned being Cuban or something, I believe. 
Okay, so, so it's that, Natalie Morales. Okay. Yep. Sounds right. <laughs> um, yeah, but I like I liked her on um on Parks and Rec, so I Parks like her Rick. on this. Uh I've also been watching because I, you know, in a past life I was like an old person. I've been keeping up with the cool kids, which come you, none of y'all have probably watched it, I'm sure. It comes on Foxes with David Allen Greer and Vicky Lawrence. Oh, is that the show where they're in like the nursing home? It's a retirement community. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> they have apartments. Okay. Don't do them, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. They are free to come and go as they please. Thank you. <laughs> and the funny thing is though, it's called um God. It's called Shady Something. So that's like a, the funny part of it, like the actual name. Shady Meadows. Me of like, yeah, Shady Meadows. Because <laughs> it reminds me of Shady Pines from Golden Girls. <laughs> but I like it. It's funny. Like they've clearly aged up David Allen Greer because I'm like, he's not that old. Like you can tell the hair piece he has on is fake. All right. Um, but Vicki Lawrence, like I've loved her since Mama's Family. So. I'm going to watch whatever she's in. And then it has the guy who was the principal on Sabrina, the Melissa Joan Hart version. Uh. He's on there as well. And then the other dude, the short guy who was on, I know him from Designing Women, but I can't remember what his name is. It's Leslie Jordan. Yes. Oh, my God. He is hilarious. So that's a cute show. You know, it, it soothes my old lady heart. It's funny. Also... I've been watching, and I'm sad because this is the last season, um, Into the Badlands on AMC, which Ali burst my happy bubble last week. I was so (laughs) excited to talk about it, and Ali was like, "Mm, well, I mean... (laughs) I started started re-watching the previous season, the penultimate season. Yeah. And... Yeah, man. Like again, I will. I will gladly say, the choreography, fight choreography in the show is is movie level fight choreography. Oh, yeah, it's it's like, incredible. Like y'all, and y'all don't. I'm man. so mad because this is like the because this is like part B of the third season, so it's not like a full season. There's only eight episodes, I believe. Um, but they have been doing so much promo, all these like behind the scenes. Uh, type things like on Instagram, like uh, Lewis Tan has a whole little fight camp thing he does every week. He breaks down all the fights that he does on the episode. Nice. Then they have like behind the scenes with the um, like the fight director and all that kind of stuff of how they do things. I'm just like, where was all this season one and two and three? Eight? Well, maybe they're trying to get maybe they're trying to get picked up by a streaming service. I I don't know. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I know. Um, God, the guy who plays Sonny, I can't remember his name, but the other day he posted that last, this past Monday's uh, episode numbers was literally less than half of oh, no. um, wow. something yeah. from last season. He was like, so hey guys, like, where y'all with? <laughs> I was oh like, my oh, God. dang. <laughs> dang, because I, I like, knew they have a cult following. What happened to your cult following? What's going on? I think people really like it, but just not to the numbers. Like, especially when you are on the same network as The Walking Dead, it's kind of hard. Like, anything less than what they're making, they're probably like, mm, we don't need it. Yeah. Wow. What time does it come on regularly? 
It's Monday. It used to, I feel like it used to come on on Sundays. I don't know. It comes on Mondays at, I don't watch it live. Not, I record not it. In, not in this Game of Thrones era. You better not put your shit on Sunday. I know, Sunday right? Night. Yeah, I think it's Monday <laughs> Okay. Dang. But, yeah. so, but it's, it's real. like, I loved, I love it mainly for the fighting. It's really good writing. A black woman, Latoya Morgan, is an executive producer. So okay. I'm a support yeah. girl. And the costume design. Let's, oh, I mean, let's give it up all, for the costume design. Wow. Why have they not won any Emmys? Like, these are literally the best costumes I've seen for a television show. Like, this movie-level costume. Yeah. So, you can freeze-frame any shot on this show. And mm-hmm. you, can, you can basically just frame it, put it in, <laughs> just, just hang it up. <laughs> yeah, like I want all the costumes. I'm like, I would be wanting to take stuff home since this is the last season. Like, I hope they get to yeah. This is um, this I'm, is a cosplayer's dream. But I'm hoping I'm like Amazon, Netflix, somebody, please. Hopefully, hopefully. Up. Although I've heard that like the way it ends, they said that it's actually like it doesn't leave anything hanging. It's like definitive. It. Yeah. Oh. Well, not definitive, but it it gives you peace that like the show is ending. The oh, way it, it resolves like, all yeah. of its all of its stuff. Okay. Hmm. I don't know if all of it. It's not one of those where it's like, wait, there's something more we need. They kind of make it to where it's like, okay, this is a good end. So, but yeah, that's all I've been watching other than something else we'll talk about later. Towards the end of um, this season that I'm watching right now, they're mm-hmm. they introducing some pretty prominent Black characters. Oh, first of uh, all, yes. So Pilgrim, who I call T. Pilgrim. Because <laughs> he looks like. <laughs> because he looks like little. So one of my good friends actually works at AMC, and uh-huh. so when I saw that, I was like, "Did y'all hire T Pain's brother?" <laughs> like, no, Brandon, look him up. He is almost like twin level to T Pain. So I call him whenever I tweet about the show. I call him T Pilgrim because he looks just like T Pain and Lorraine Toussaint. I was like, dang. I'm like, how y'all gonna get yeah. Lorraine Toussaint and then the show ends? <laughs> I haven't seen her on something in a while. So um what I saw a, there. Orange is the New Black right before this. Yeah, but Orange yeah. is the New Black have been, has been has been off for a while, right? Nah, I don't I stopped watching it, so. Yeah, because I, I didn't see the last season, but that was Yeah, that was I think so her season was the last season that I watched. Yeah, and yeah, Pilgrim is actually, played by Yeah, she has a oh, new sorry, show on ABC that's out now. Okay. It just came um, on. Pilgrim. Mm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, I was I was about to tell, let you know that Pilgrim is played by somebody by the name of uh. It's, it's Badu or Bab Babu. Babu Sise. Yeah. Yeah, Babu Sise, and man, does he look like T Pain? My God. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he, is, he, he does. must get he must get that all the time. Like he's walking through the has streets. And... To. he had. There's no way. <laughs> That nobody is saying this to him on the daily. There's no way. <laughs> I just kept wow. hoping that they would like write in a role for T Pain to come on to be like his brother. You know, you know the funny thing is T Pain's a huge geek on Twitter. He's he's a really big geek. Um, he would be tweeting about random stuff like years ago where, where when um Steven Universe was a thing, he would be mm-hmm. tweeting about Steven Universe. <laughs> and we're like, what what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, so put him in. Somebody put him in a show. He wants to be in a show. Yeah, but yeah, so that shows it's ending. But it's really, really. I just, I just love the fighting because it's so good. Which 
And uh, my friend told me that actually the <clears throat> the choreographers who did Kill Bill are who uh, choreographed this show. Because when I first started watching it, I was like, God, this looks so familiar. I feel like I've seen this before. And so when he told me that, I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. It was reminding me oh, of okay. Kill Bill. And I was like, no wonder. <laughs> yeah, The wire work is like near impeccable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the aerial stunts that they're pulling off and the, the weapons and everything. And and you, you coupled that with the costume design and just, you know, the acting. Like, yeah, it's all on point. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, so, yeah. If, if they want this, this show can continue on in some other form somewhere else. Hopefully. Hopefully. But that's all that I've been wanting. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I still need to catch up. I, I think I dropped off after season two or something. Ken! Hey, what's up? Sorry I'm late. I had to um, fight traffic on my way in, and then, you know, um, you know the Dogwood Festival is happening right by my apartment, so. Oh. Okay. Well, nice to, nice to hear you. I was about to say, nice to see you, but I yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah. Ken, really quickly before we move forward, have you ever seen anything in, in, um, in Screen X before at Atlantic Station? No. Yeah, I saw, I saw Shazam at, in Screen X. It was, okay. it was it was okay, just a little weird. What is it? It's where they have a screen on either side of you and then the regular one in front. And they play like either an extension of the screen and extra stuff on the sides. Wait, oh. so are they not connected? They're it's like a box. So, it's like you're in a box. Okay. Is, is it like that episode of Black Mirror with but Daniel there's not, Kaluuya? Like, there's not space in between the screens, though, right? Like, they're all, like, in one uniform. If there's space, it's, it's too, it's really thin, like, maybe, like, an inch or two. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was so thinking, it really, like, cause when you said, like, on the side, I was like, wait, so that just randomly plays the screen. So it, it really wall. does feel like you wrapped, you wrapped three sides of a, of, a, of a room with just pure screen. Yes. Okay. Okay, gotcha. And I'm guessing that's Ken with the um, food and bowling things. Just p- please mute your microphone in between um, scrapes I'm and sorry. Things. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. I don't know why I do. That's okay. Uh, Richard, what have you been watching? Um, I haven't been watching too much lately. I did watch the series finale of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, I, How I was is that? That was still on? Yeah. Thanks. They got there four seasons. I need I need oh. to watch this. Yeah, I love that show. They were kept afloat by the critical reviews because the ratings were never right. really there for it. Um, but but it stayed on, and it's a it's a fantastic show. I recommend it to anybody. And the ending was great. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil it. It was the ending that uh, what is that? The Catching Fire. What, what is that? In Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yes, Hunger Games. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Okay. The ending the Hunger Games should have had. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I got to like. I think I got to like maybe halfway to season two on Netflix, and I stopped. Yeah. And yeah. I. I, I it, was, it was good. So that girl just annoyed. Really? Yeah, she just annoyed the hell. Also, they're all on. You're saying they're all on Netflix now? Yep, they're all on Netflix yeah. right now. Oh. Oh, nice. Okay. The last one that just aired. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I I love it because she's she's absolutely nuts. Yep. That that oh, uh, yes, main character, Lord. and I I I am a fan of her <laughs> foolishness. So you like the singing like crazy women? Yeah, I'm just, yeah, just, she crazy, and then she breaks her into song, and then I'm just like, yeah. what are you doing? 
right. And that's why I love um, for her issues. Um, because, yeah, yeah, she's legitimately out there. Yeah. I like yeah. the breaking out in the song because I was like, hey, I do that in real life. <laughs> Good girl. I, wow. You. Me too. I'm, I'm still mad Brandon hasn't watched the show yet. I actually am yes. too. You would love the it. funny thing. Oh, Brandon, yes. yes he would. <laughs> so made for you. He would be he would do the, he, because you break out into song all the time. Like this was really hard. An auto body experience. No, the same and kind not of just a song, like full on music videos. With people and dancing right. and, and props. Right. <laughs> Costumes, everything. You hear that, Brandon? I did. You're the reason musicals are dying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm too, I'm too busy one. watching unholy shit like the unchilly pictures of fucking <laughs> Sabrina. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anything oh, else, boy. Richard? Uh, no, nah, no. Nah, that's really about it lately. Okay. Uh, and Ken? I'm trying to think. What have I watched this week? I think I caught up on BET's new scripted shows. American Soul and uh, Boomerang. All right. Oh. Um, I'm going to ask you about American Soul first because oh. as you, you as you can imagine, I'm interested but um, cautious because <laughs> it's a BET program. <laughs> right. That features well, characters you- of people that I, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and I know it and popular and they had, and I saw the wigs and costumes and it, that deterred me a little bit. Oh, uh, well... You remember that idea, the idea we had from Motown of like doing like a like a mini series, like like a yeah. scripted mini series. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It feels like mm. it's actually not a bad show. I mean, I'm sorry if they couldn't do a good Afro wig from. Well, not it wasn't Afro wig exactly, but they couldn't do a good hair wig for Mahershala Ali. You know, on um, this even the True Detective. So I don't know. I don't. If you don't grow your Afro out, it's just not going to look right. Right. I mean. You know, Steve Harvey was walking around with a bad wig for years. <laughs> with all that money he has. So you know, I didn't. I never uh, believed that that was fake. I didn't what? know. I legit didn't know. The whole know. time people were like, that ain't sad. I was like, yes, it is. I never, be- like, it didn't look fake to me. I, I didn't know it until somebody told me. And then I started noticing, like, oh, yeah, that's not how your hairline goes in. I still didn't believe it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and now we live in Atlanta where it's commonplace or becoming commonplace. Well, now we have... Well, I'm not going to mention... I'm not going to mention because we do this every episode and he deserves to have peace. But you know somebody with, who has bad wigs in their movies. <laughs> who also lives in town. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. But you can go right off Cleveland Avenue and get you a fresh piece. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, the costumes aren't bad. Uh, like I said... Like I said, I can see how that would deter people. That kind of pissed me off a little bit when they had Wayne Brady playing um, Little Richard. <laughs> uh, Isn't he a bit dark? Little oh, Richard is dark. He just wears like a whole lot of makeup. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, whitewashed. Um, oh, literally. <laughs> right. But um, he, didn't, he didn't do that. But it was okay. Like, Wayne Brady, that... I could see where Wayne was going, but it was kind of like a little bit of a caricature. Mm-hmm. But overall, I've enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed the acting for what it is. I don't know whether I would say it's a great show or whether it's great for BET. But I'm definitely excited and happy that I got a second season. Okay. Um, so, and I, th- I think the show's, you know, I would say it's still a good show no matter what. Um, as far as Boomerang, that show, I think it's a disservice that it's named after that movie from the 90s. 
But it's about their kids, right? Or Marcus's kids? It's about Marcus's kid, daughter. Daughter, and, oh, okay. Um, and her, her group of friends. It's almost more like a... a, a in, it's it's kind of like Insecure Light with me featuring with more equal male and female characters mm. uh, trying to put against a marketing setting. And it's, I mean, but by doing that, they kind of uh, do a disservice. Like every time they mention Marcus Graham, I roll my eyes because it's kind of like everybody looks up to him, blah, 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 blah. But it's kind of like, it's not, it's not as good as, you know, um, it's like he's the unseen character. I was going to ask that they recast him or it's just, he just, they just mention him. They just keep mentioning him. It would have been great if Eddie made a cameo. Yeah, I don't know. Or at least, um, what's her name? Hallie, since she's executive producing it. Uh, um, but, I mean, the writing to me wasn't as great in the beginning, but as it's gone on, it's gotten better and better. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I'm starting to really enjoy it and the depth and the differences and the different characters. Um, and, of course, I always like seeing any show that's shot in Atlanta. Like, I'm at to the point now where if a, if I can't recognize the set on the TV show, it feels weird now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a decent show. It's not as good as American Soul, um, which is it's, it's trying to give you in, in that insecure formula mm-hmm. um, on a BET level. And some of it's working, some of it's not. Um, but it's getting there. It's getting better. So is each episode of American Soul like is it like a like this own story? No, it's, it tells a, an overarching story. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do they ha- did they get the rights to the to the um, Soul Train music? The you Soul know what? Train. I don't think I don't know. I don't think they played it. Really? I can't think. I can uh, It's not sticking out to me. If they, they have or haven't, so I they, couldn't tell you. They didn't play people all over the world. Da, 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 da. I, I mean, I can't tell you if they did or didn't, Brandon. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, you just I, cemented the reason why he's not going. <laughs> right. Good job, Ken. You should have laughed. That would have been the first thing I would have paid for. <laughs> oh, well. We'll see. All right. Let's go ahead on to... Is it raining again? Yes. Oh, Lord. Let's go ahead on... Well, at least it's not pollen because Lord knows it was hard to breathe last week. <laughs> Um, let's go ahead on to the news. And just as a programming note, uh, we're going to be reviewing Sabrina later. I'm watching the last episode of Sabrina on mute as we're recording. And it's fucking nuts. Just... Oh, that's, that's a long episode, too. <laughs> what happened? That's a long episode. Yeah, it is. There's a whole lot of shit happening. <laughs> All right. So first up, um, the trailer dropped for Star Wars Episode Nine, which also revealed the title of the movie, which is The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Now, the last episode of Star Wars and, like, the Skywalker saga um, was, uh, you know, a little divisive. The Last Jedi, a movie that um, has inspired a lot of very spiritual reactions from people on both ends. Including folks acting like they want Kathleen Kennedy to die, like she's never made films before. Oh, I was wondering when you were going to be. <laughs> That's the part very, that kills was... me. They're like, Kathleen Kennedy should be fired as the head of Lucasfilm because The Last Jedi was awful. I didn't like it because it killed Luke Skywalker and, and Ray was too powerful and everything. She don't know how to make movies. And then they probably have sitting on their shelf Gremlins, Gremlins 2, uh, The Goonies. Indiana Jones, all the shit that she's produced since 19 the fuck 81. E.T., the extra fucking terrestrial. And she'll know how to produce movies. 
Jesus. Uh, but yeah, so this trailer got... It's so far, it seems like got a, d- a good reaction. Like, people seem like they're excited again or whatever. Uh, apparently, Palpatine isn't dead because he's laughing at the end of the trailer. Apparently, Finn finally found some a black barber out there in space. And he oh, got Finn was in the there. trailer? Yeah, he's in the trailer. I'm joking, but they really did not feature him that much in the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw, like, I saw a snippet of him. Yeah, he finally, he finally got his hair did for uh, for Poe, so that's that's nice like of him. One like a flash. Yeah, because mm. it's mostly about Ray. Uh, I'm assuming would it be entitled the Rise of Skywalker is is going to be about Kylo and where Kylo ends up because he's the only person in his thing who's a, who we know to be a Skywalker. Mm. But we'll see. And I, I don't want to. So I'm also going to have to start doing the thing where I have to start avoiding. Watching the um, reading articles and things for the next shit, what seven months, six months, seven months, because you know they're gonna come up with every stupid theory they can possibly come up with. Most of them, but not all of them, are gonna be wrong. And you know, it's that whole thing. And I, I don't want to do that. Uh, but yeah, what did y'all think about the trailer? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it had a lot of high energy. I liked the little bit the bit they bit from North by Northwest in the beginning. Yes. I thought that was really cool. Um, and it gave me a sense of awe, a sense of spectacle. Um, I, it was hard to believe. Who's director on this one? I can't remember his name. Um, he can't, because he, he directed J.J. Abrams. Yeah. It's like, it, it feels like J.J. has kind of um, upped his skill level a bit, or at least in this trailer. Um, and I also like the voiceover when it's talking about kind of like, I know how you said, um, with the last movie, it felt like they were, um, it was kind of, how did you describe it? It was something about agnostic, um, or it's, it's Jedi agnostic to where it acknowledges like the Jedi stuff, but it sort of paints it as to where it's a religious reading of phenomena that exists outside of their actual powers, basically. Yeah, things they can't explain. Right. So, a science versus magic. Right. But it's kind of like they said, we, you know, and kind of how they burned the sacred text, and they were kind of like, in the voiceover, they talk about, okay, we've taught you all we know, mm-hmm. but now it's time, for, it's even more for you to explore and learn. Uh, I thought that was a great bit, continuing, you know, the lo- kind of the log line or the, the ideas from the, that, the previous movie. Um and then that ending sequence where she's just looking over at the Death Star, like on the ground. Um, side note: Have anybody else seen any of the like the the spoof trailers where they have different people laughing at the end? No. Yes. Yeah, some, some of them are incredible with uh, like a Jar Jar or uh, the, <laughs> uh, man, I'm, the uh, the the guy from the episode one, the uh, the dude who sold Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I, did, I didn't hear that one. The one I heard was Seth Rogen's laugh. Instead of Palpatine, not Seth Rogen. No, the uh, the, the one I heard the fun, the funniest one, at least to me, was the, the guy who owned Anakin and his mother saying, "Oh, you said you think you're a, a Skywalker," uh, you're a Skywalker. <laughs> and okay. I absolutely died laughing. I rem- I remember the character. I can't remember. He's like the Roach Ant. Yeah. Something. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Star Wars Episode Nine will be released by the behemoth that is the Walt Disney Company. 
They're growing with him. They're going on a hiatus. Yeah, on the 20th of December. And after that, they announced they're going on a hiatus from films. Uh, probably because they stick of y'all shit complaining about The Last Jedi and then not going to go see uh, Solo as quote-unquote punishment for The Last Jedi. So therefore, Bob Iger was like, fuck it. We'll just make TV shows for a little while and then think about movies later. So and also I I feel like something with with Star Wars it works best in groupings anyways. Like I feel like they might have tried to oversaturate in general a little bit. Like maybe it's not the kind of property where you can put out a movie every year like into perpetuity. Yeah. But they also you know so of course correcting. Yeah. And dealing with fan you know fan issues. It was it just felt like a lot. I mean like. In what 20, 30 years, we'd had six movies, and then suddenly we had six movies in like six years. Yeah. Or yep. some, you know. Okay. Jesus Christ, Miss Wardwell. Uh <laughs> Maybe that'd be distracted. Uh, next up. So last week, uh Walt Disney Company, speaking of them, they had an investors meeting where they announced. Uh, full details for their new streaming service. They're called, of course, called Disney Plus. Now they had already announced that it was going to be cheaper than Netflix, and I don't think people believed them at first, but apparently it's here. Uh, so we have an article here from Engadget, written by Richard, <laughs> uh, where Disney Plus is going to cost six ninety nine a month at least for when it launches, which is on on November the twelfth. So. Yeah. Um, I guess ain't no goddamn excuses. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> I mean, six ninety nine a month or sixty nine ninety nine for a full year, and you'll be getting uh, I, they said five hundred movies and how many TV show hours of television? Let me scroll down right quick. Uh, seven seventy five hundred episodes of TV, and of course they have a bunch of new productions as well. Because, like, um, Richard, you had said that it's going to be the entire Walt Disney signature collection, which is most of the animated films. Yes, they said they're going to have that day one. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff that they'll have day one, and there's a lot more that they'll have in year one. Um, right. Yeah, day one, you're talking about, it seems like pretty much all of the Pixar movies, um, the whole signature collection, most of, you know, like the Star Wars and Marvel movies. Yeah, so I can watch Aristocats. I think so. Because I was gonna wonder if they have like the weird shit, like victory through air power, and like oh. um, fun and fancy free things like that. <laughs> Brandon, this sounds like yeah. some like nineteen fifties stuff. How old is that? Nineteen forties. See, <laughs> Shut up. you know when he so you know when he just talks that old shit. <laughs> My old man thinks that sometimes he just slips in a made up title. Like, I wish, I wish the we lies. Could all, like, see each other's faces. Where are the receipts? Just like, what the hell? What is this? Uh, just Victory, r- really quickly, Victory Duke Air Powers, a film debate in 43 to um, ask sort of kind of propaganda for like air based um, combat in World War II. Fun and Fancy Free is like a, it's like a, like a, it's one of those like dual features where the first half is Bongo is sort of a circus bear. Second half is Mickey and the Beanstalk, which they've released elsewhere by itself. Okay, Actually, Fun and Fancy Free is on the list. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> it sure the fuck Fine. is. 
Because uh, I, I saw a Goofy movie on there, which I can hopefully I can finally yeah. watch that in HD. And the sequel. And the, the did you want? Did you want it? Seeing in? it eye to eye. Come on. At least the first one, yeah. I don't know about the sequel. The sequel's all right. Yeah, but but wait, but doesn't something happen to these kinds of sh- movies when they when they put them in HD? No, because that was not too old. A goofy movie was was shot was made on digital and it was committed to film in the nineties. It's gonna look fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not like Scooby Doo or something, which. <laughs> I've seen it's not that. Like it's not like there wasn't already a widescreen formatted right you know, high definition version of the movie. So what about Proud Family? Is that gonna be day one? I'm gonna look. I don't not think on the list, but yeah, they, the list that they release are aren't complete. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just like highlights. That's so um, Raven like is on it. The Disney Channel stuff is going to what be on there, uh, like pretty much all the Disney Channel movies. Uh, that you millennials love? Yeah, like Ali. The, Ali, all your faves. 17 hey, again and all that kind of shit. Not alone, Ali. I'm with you. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, give me an example of one of these millennials. Uh, like a Xenon girl of the 21st century. Oh, now that's good. <laughs> like that, like that one was actually uh, highlighted during the thing. Um, and of course, High School Musical, and they're doing a new High School Musical series. Yep. That's after my era. That's after, that's after me. So. <laughs> but I think they're going to go back and have the older ones, even even for us older millennials. So the stuff, maybe you don't remember the titles, but they'll be on there too. Yeah. I'm happy to see all my old Disney stuff that I used to watch. No. Right. So Sword in the Stone is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Sword in the Stone is one of their classics. So that, that'll definitely be there. Because Also, I'm, I need to read their production list because they actually are remaking Sword in the Stone for Disney Plus as a live action film. So let me go ahead and run through that now. Uh, Charlie Hunnam already did it the other year. It's called Arthur. <laughs> he did. They gonna but do it. Y'all, did, y'all didn't like it though. Show the fuck didn't. <laughs> Wait a minute. It was called Arthur. King Arthur. King Arthur. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Did did he? Was there any like uh, partial nudity in it? Like there is. No, the- but it was it was weird because he he was it was like they made him a comedian. So he had like a lot of jokes that were just kind of like thrown in that were that just kind of felt a bit off. Like, like it felt I don't know. I guess they were trying to lighten the movie up a bit, but he was uh, just kind of uh, like unnecessarily like just being a smartass. Oh, like I liked it. Like Robert Downey <laughs> Iron Man probably is what I, they're trying to go. I think for. I was literally the only person that liked. <laughs> you <laughs> like, might have been. I remember seeing the reviews. Yeah, nobody. Nothing else I've read was positive about it. Right. All right, so the, this is what's being produced for Disney Plus exclusively. So Richard Daria mentioned High School Musical, the series. Womp womp. Uh, the Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars live-action series. The first one ever. That's right. Yeah. That's how you get your point. Yeah. That sounds really good, because they announced the director list. And I mean, like, uh, Taika Waititi is doing an episode a bunch oh, of... Oh, my yep. God. Yes. Oh. Good job. He is All so right. fast. Do you, do you, Ali and Latria, do you need a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Well, also, the uh, cast includes Pedro Pascal, yes. Gina Carano, yes. Carl Weathers, Giancarlo Esposito, Emily what? Swallow. Hey, Giancarlo, yeah. Yep. Giancarlo, keep a check. Yeah, he do. Omid Abtai, uh, and Werner Herzog, and Nick Nolte. Yeah. Carl yeah. Weathers. Okay. Nick Nolte. Yep. I was surprised no, Carl like, Weathers. 
Actually, and they just released some new stills for it uh, over the weekend at, at the event. So, I think and they, they had a and they had a cast they had a cast photo too, right? Yeah, they had a cast photo too. Um, looks really looks really cool. I don't know what I'm it's about, it. but I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I have no clue what it's. Same. Well, it's, it's, I, don't, it's, I don't know that universe, but I'm gonna watch for Pedro Pascal. This is the Star Wars. It says set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. So between the um, regular Star Wars movies and the new ones. Again, uh, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They had me when I was like, Pedro Pascal. Oh, I just watched him. Yep. Okay. You All watched right. him die. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Diary of a Female President. Told from the narration of her diary, the series follows a Cuban-American 12-year-old girl as she navigates the ups and downs of middle school and her journey to becoming the future president of the United States. Do they have who's playing her? Uh, no, Gina Rodriguez is producing it, though. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Gina Rodriguez. Is that who I think? Jane DeVirgin. Oh, she's, yeah. oh, she's canceled, right? Yeah, she's canceled, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, nobody really gets canceled, so you know how that is. Uh, really gets canceled. Yep. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will star Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anthony Mackie always getting the shade on here, man. I just... The Falcon is literally the one character that I can do with... I just have no use for him. You have no use for him. Steve I Rogers has use for him. That's all that man. You need to stop, Brandon. You need to stop. Stop it. He does not so all the way for me. Like I just—that's crazy. Giving me yeah. So are they? But are they are, I was gonna say something. Really, I shouldn't. I but of course, I don't know. I don't know much about his character. So maybe, like, if they give me some good backstory or something, I would be. It's gonna be them um, singing Brandy and Monica. The boys, mine. <laughs> yeah, they just. Yeah, what they're gonna do is probably gonna strengthen that that bond, that that one side of the triangle that's happening. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah, that's the side of the tri- the love triangle that just. It's, I just it's thought they were apart. all gonna just go after Mbaku. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because the picture of Sebastian Stan looking at uh, Winston dude like he wants to like he wants to put him on a uh, on a platter and eat him up. <laughs> uh, so the actual, I act- bet you he has a still of that scene from us. <laughs> Aye, aye, aye. Y'all need to stop. So the actors from the movies are going to play with Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm probably. I mean, I'm probably still going to watch it, but I just. They're also going to do animated Marvel shows where the actors do the voices. Yep. Yep. Marvel's What If. Okay. Ooh, are they? So I wonder because um, Black Panther's Quest comes on Disney XD now. Uh-huh. I wonder if they're going to move it to the app or if they're going to keep it on the cable channel. They'll probably keep it on, it's, on the it's network. really good. I want everybody to watch it. Our cable don't cope that, huh? <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. They should put it on the app because if everybody doesn't have, like, you know, the extra cable channel, yeah. they're going to get the app. They might do, like, older episodes, like how Netflix does stuff. Um, they should. I mean, when I say it's good, like, it is good. It's really good. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Marvel's What If. Basically, like, in the comics, 
they used to have a what if comic series. Basically, they would just be like, what if um, it was P- um, Peter Parker who became the Incredible Hulk? Or what if it was uh, Thor who built the Iron Man suit? Like, basically, like, you know, like they take the default stories and make a big change to them and see what's different. I think the first episode of this new what if show is what if uh, Peggy Carter became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers. So is it like just people talking about it or like actual animation? Actual animation. It would be an animated story. Oh, so it's not like a behind the scenes, like, well, this is what would happen. It's just the actual, okay. No, it'll be just like an alternate take on the story and it'll be done Uh, in animation. Huh. Uh, They're doing a live action Loki series. It says that Tom Hiddleston is back, but my understanding is that it's a young Loki series and Tom Hiddleston does bookends. That's what, that's what I understand. That's what I've heard. We'll find out more as it gets closer to being on the air. Because it, it, mm-hmm. it won't be out for two years. No, he's that's the not only Loki I want. And it, you know what? They'll probably... I want no replacement. Hmm. It'll be like the Wonder Years, though, is what I'm understanding. Is that he'll, like, narrate and he might appear at the beginning and the end or something like that. That's what I've heard. Of these. That's rumor. That's all rumor. I just want to point that out. Uh, there's a Cassian Andor series. That's the character that um, Diego Luna plays in Rogue One. So it'll be a series about his character from the Star Wars films. And there's WandaVision, which is a show about um, the Scarlet Witch and Vision. And they'll have um, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany actually playing the parts. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. I'm yeah, she's there. the um, she's the uh, Olsen sister who made it. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> Just be like, oh yeah, you know she's a younger old sister. You, God, Brandon. Brandon, just report the news, Brandon. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> original animated series. I won't read all these. I'll just read the ones that are interesting to us. Um, Forky asks a question. <laughs> what? Forky Is it from the Toy Story Four um, yes. character. Yes. It is well, a show know, where Forky, Forky uh, asks questions question. about things and they Why explore. Why do we sing? We sing because oh, we're like happy. A, so it's like a kid's, so it's like a kid's thing? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. I, so I, okay, so it's like an educational watch. show for kids. Something for me to watch after Jordan Peele's next movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Monsters at Work, which is a show about um, Monsters, Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Oh, I'm okay. there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, John Goodman and Billy Crystal doing the voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But aren't they kind of? Ge- I mean, I don't. I'm not trying well, to say. No. But I'm. They're not going to be the main characters, though. Yeah, they'll, they'll be. They'll be. They'll be there. I guess it's like side characters. Ali, are you thinking about costs? No, I'm saying are they getting kind of up there in age? Like, is are they able to? It's just the voice. It's voice acting. Do you know how old Mel Blank was when he was still doing Buzz Bunny and Daffy Duck? Oh, they, oh, they, they can uh, auto-tune anybody these days. So. Yeah. yeah they, can, they can lay on the chase uh-huh. lounge with the microphone and, you know, <laughs> do their job. They don't even Come have on, to Kelly <laughs> 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 Marie Tran is in that, too. And that, Just relax. Yes, yeah, she is. Who is? Kelly Marie Tran, who plays Rose Tico in the Star Wars movies. Uh, I forgot wow. to mention that in Episode Nine, Lando, LaCarrice, and Billy D. Williams is back. With a Colt 45. Colt 45. You want my arm to fall off? What's the matter? You don't like gardenies? All his minds. 
dishing out the salaries. <laughs> they bringing everybody back. Surely is. Uh, and then new episodes of Star Wars and Clone Wars will be debuting on Disney Plus instead of Cartoon oh, Network. Oh, that is good, too. Like, they're... I will have to say, they're animated Star Wars shows. I've watched, and they're really good. I still don't know what's happening, but they're good. Right. And Clone Wars, I think, it was probably my favorite one out of the ones that I watched when it was on the channel. Right. They'll have a bunch of unscripted shows, too. Uh, yeah. Among them is a show called Be Our Chef, which is a cooking competition show hosted at Walt Disney World. Oh. Inspired by Beauty and the Beast? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the making of Frozen Two, because of course. The making of. Yep. I mean, so we just gonna watch people sit at a computer? Like, yes. What? Some no. of us want to see that. No, <laughs> no I don't. Brandon's like, Brandon's like, Sheila Tree. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> Well, I had to think about it. He's got frozen too. I was like, wait, that's a cart. Brandon, Latria, 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 look at it. Brandon's like, uh, every day I do this, Latria. Like, it's only what I do five days a week. Seven. <laughs> No offense, but I just don't want to sit beside you while you're throwing your mask around. They make it look more fun in the documentaries. They they show you like the story meetings, people throwing paper airplanes and shit like that. So, That's what they do. So basically, no. so basically, no. is this like like how Disney used to have that segment called movie surfers? Yes. Shut up, movie okay. surfers. Why do I feel like this is like something I saw on like one like a rerun of what what was it that used to be on ABC like World of Disney or something? The one for World of Disney, yes. Like, they would do stuff like that occasionally, but it wouldn't be a whole documentary done. Or would this be a mockumentary? Yeah, well, not a mockumentary. It'd be like a half hour. The little kids would take you around. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I remember when they... Disney used to have segments of stuff like that where um, I forgot who was the person who was head um, before the current guy. Um, Michael Eisner. I forgot it. Yes. And he, would, and he would be in front of the... Stu- yeah, he would be in front of the amusement park or the studio, sorry. And then he would introduce you in and he, you know, show you what they're doing currently. Yeah, I remember when they used to have segments like that on Disney, but that was a while back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have a, a documentary series called Ink and Paint, which is about um, the story of animation at Disney. So this would be, instead of folks sitting at a computer, folks sitting at a drawing desk. Mm-hmm. Oh, like drafting <laughs> tables? Like people actually more interesting to me than somebody sitting at a computer. <laughs> okay. Latria, you're really saving the well, poor guy. Like, He's trying to host more, this show. It's more <laughs> like people, you gotta know how to draw to like, you know, anybody can make something look good on a computer. Well, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Well, I mean, but I don't know. Like actual drawing to me is more interesting than sitting at a computer. It, it's probably more, I guess, it's not easier. It, I guess it's, it's easier to... I guess, yeah, like, it's more interesting to show somebody because if you see somebody with, like, blocks and a computer making a model, it yeah, probably won't look as interesting. Because I feel like it's, it's easier to mess up when you're drawing, like, live. So that that's why it's more interesting because you actually have to really, like, know what you're doing. And the, the actual hand drawing is... It is. It is. It is a high. Like back in the day, like Brandon, it's you 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 you've, you've 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 studied this extensively, Brandon. So you already know back in the day, as a drafting table, um, with a light box, and you just you know leaning forward and all that. And just, yeah, whew. 
Now, see, I'll watch something like that. I don't want to see the computer one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, like, no, because, like, I I feel it. And, like, I, it took me years to get to, to not feel that way <laughs> for the sake of my career. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel it. I get it. And the original movies coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, Lady and a Tramp. Starring uh, Tessa Thompson as the voice of Lady. And Kiersey oh. Clemens as Darling. I don't know if Jim Deere is going to be black as well. And, Who's playing Tramp? Uh, Tramp is being played by Justin Thoreau. I thought it was Janelle Monae. Now Janelle Monae is doing the voice of Peg. Peg is the um, the dog they meet in the dog pal who sings. He's a tramp, but I love him. Um, this this one will be on. It will be on when they launch November. So we'll see you with it. I showed y'all the first clip. Uh, I mean the first. He don't want to see the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like. Because like they're going super photorealistic, and Ali was hoping they do like a like a yeah. look who's talking now sort of a thing where they just have the voiceover and don't make the mouths move. I think that would be I think that would be cool to yeah. bring that back. We haven't seen that in a while. That sort of that sort of um you know movie style, you know, kind of like um, Homeward Bound, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, let's because see. It's weird, man. It, they look they literally look like dogs. So you don't want it to be like, like super, did they? Did their mouths move in Jungle Book? Yes, they did it. Yeah, they animated mouths. Did, did it look? Did it? What did it look like, Brandon? Did it look good? Mm, depend. Like Shere Khan looked good. The wolves looked good. Bagheera, yeah. the panther, did not. Oh, okay. Uh, they have a movie called no- Noel, uh, starring Anna Kendrick, where she plays Santa Claus's sister, who has to take love over it. and save Christmas. I'm there. <laughs> You, you love a holiday movie. Yes, I do. And I love Anna Kendrick. And she's probably going to sing. So hopefully <laughs> she has a Christmas song. Right. And those are like most of the highlights I think we will be interested in. Uh, so do I need to even ask if y'all going to get Disney Plus at all? Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like it. I just feel like paying the $70 for the annual is, actually makes more sense than doing month to month. I would actually agree. Dang, like because it is like Disney. about a, like a dollar and something savings. Whole dollar? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> okay. But I'm that's, still. That's, I was really expecting this to be like 19.99. Oh, I, yeah, I was expecting it to be like the HBO Go where it was like 14. Yeah. Now that's actually. Now, do y'all think dang, the price dude. will go up? Absolutely. <laughs> Most definitely. First Most of all, definitely. Disney. If Netflix keep going up literally every year, you know Disney is about to like. It's not going to be six in like two years. We're going to be like ha six ninety nine. We wish it'll be like twenty dollars by then. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen. She's exactly right. Uh, there was a slide that was presented during during the presentation that really lays this out, mm-hmm. and it said that basically. Uh, their operating expenses and, and expected losses, because this was for investors. When right. They thing. And they said that their operating expenses for the first year, for uh, financial year or fiscal year 2020, was uh, to lose a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. expected that operating losses would peak uh, between 2020 and 2022. Mm. And they're looking at reaching profitability for Disney Plus by 2024. So, I mean, like, that basically lays out for you. The price is probably going to go up after 2022. 
Yeah. And they're going to be trying to make money by 2024. So whatever that that cost is like, and I mean, just in my mind, I'm thinking it's at least 20 bucks a month, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to know what Netflix's losses are. Since they're so secretive, though. They, the, their their uh, stock price dropped 5%, which for them, that means they lost $8 billion worth of like value. But I mean, they're... Oh, Netflix. when Disney went public yeah. with their app thing? Yeah. yeah. I, well, the thing about Netflix is that they are very slightly profitable now. They weren't profitable for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, they are yeah. making, but they've raised a lot of debt to finance all of this new content that they're making. Yeah. They keep offering these crazy contracts, like to Shonda and Ryan and... Bringing yeah, all these people yeah. in. And that's where they're getting the money from is that they've raised about uh, $10 billion in debt. And Disney has more debt. They have $20 billion, but they bring in a lot more money than Netflix does. So they can right. kind of afford to do that. So, But they have a lot of other anchors, too. Netflix doesn't have anything else to anchor it. That's true. Exactly. Like Disney can like, you know, well, we'll take from the ABC pot and just put it over here. Yep. Um, Netflix my, can't do that. Yeah, I, my understanding has been for a long time that ESPN basically has kept them um, solvent. Whenever really? Else fit, fit. Yeah. I mean, ESPN oh. charges so much to, to like, it, there's such a big part of your cable bill, no matter if you I watch it or not. It. No matter if you watch it or not, if you pay for like regular <laughs> cable, they give, it's like five or six dollars, I think, per customer. It's how much they char- think, Disney charges it's for it. That. Oh, well, maybe when you add in the other channels also, but yeah. Yeah. At least that. Hmm. Yeah, it might have gone up. Like I it was five or six dollars back when I was working at that place. Um <laughs> so they, didn't they lose? Wait, so do hold on. What are you looking for? With the merger, I thought it was something weird with ESPN and the merger that they didn't talk the, the Disney Fox ESPN merger. Is all, ESPN has always been Disney, right? It's since they uh, since, since ninety five. They were part of ABC before that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like, like um, I know with the Disney Fox merger, they have they took on Fox's regional sports networks, which they aren't allowed to keep. They have to yeah, sell them because they off to someone I forget. Why can't they keep them? Uh, because they already own ESPN. It'd be um, uh, too much of a market share for them. What? So, so the government told them they like in order to make Disney Fox thing approvable. Oh, they, so have they had to, to give them, them something, so they gave up that. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Fox, I forgot to mention they are looking at producing Disney Plus TV series based on Love Simon and The Sandlot, which are both Fox properties. Yeah. Okay, no to The Sandlot. <laughs> oh, and uh, and don't forget they also have a National Geographic uh, in there as well, and they're bringing a new series. They got a Jeff Goldblum uh, reality show esque series, and you know they're doing a couple other things. Oh. Oh, really? Yes, they do. Uh, oh, I would watch that. Uh, would that be something like Curb Your Enthusiasm? I'm sorry. What's the Jeff Goldblum? I saw it on the list. Back to it. Darn, they basically darn. ask a question about something and then they go in depth on it. Okay. Yep. The World According to Jeff Goldblum is called. Yeah. Well, I will be learning. <laughs> I'm there. I'm not going to make a knowledge joke. I'm not going to make a knowledge joke. Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any questions or any other comments about Disney Plus before we move forward? I think the the thing that the takeaway here is that uh, Disney is taking Netflix very seriously. Yes. Yes, they are. Because a lot of about to throw away billions of dollars for the next five years or so to make sure that Netflix doesn't take over around the world. 
Yep, God, because people really hate Netflix. They do because Netflix has disrupted they hate Netflix their so much. Yeah, they they disrupted how their businesses work. But the thing is, Disney's the only one. But they who's, don't hate Amazon like that though. Who's what? No, a- Amazon, Amazon still sells their merchandise. Still, like they may not. They may be a comp- competition. I mean, also people. Amazon Prime isn't the same competitor that Netflix is. It's not. It's not. Like yeah, um, Amazon Prime isn't trying to go worldwide in the same way. Also, they share their information about the customers with Disney, which I think is is kind of the big deal for Disney. Oh, really? When they when they sell their content to Netflix and then you watch it on everybody Netflix, got your business, Ken. Disney doesn't know who you are, and they can't hit you up to sell <laughs> the merchandise. You know your Frozen tie-in and all that. So they don't give back any data to the people who own the programming. They don't tell. They don't tell anybody anything. That's why we don't know how what their viewership is. Cause like, <laughs> I yeah, I, I knew like like my my thing was like I knew we didn't know that I just thought it was like trade secret things. I thought at least they would tell you like it's how many views you got on your reruns of How to Get Away with Murder on Netflix. Like nah, Nef- Netflix is like, nah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they don't play by those rules. Huh. Okay, so that's why everybody likes them. That's, that's I mean, kind, hates them. That's kind of nasty. Be quite well, I mean, honest. <laughs> they pay a lot of money up front for stuff, but it's bad if you're Disney or whoever and you're trying to build your whole business because now you suddenly don't know anything. Like, like you're right. getting cut out. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I would have done the same thing. Uh, now, Richard, have you heard anything else from Warner Media about their streaming service? Uh, no. Other than that, they're doing one. Yeah, we know that, but other than what? that... Right. Oh my God, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot take another one. Because they're, they're supposed to. I, my understanding is that Latria are supposed to be rolling HBO into this. It'll be like everything that, like, so like Warner Brothers, HBO, well, Cartoon see, Network, I got HBO stuff. through cable, so I don't, that don't even. Oh wait, I, I wanted to. We didn't bring it up. Um, so is there going to be some kind of discount with Hulu and Disney? Yeah. Uh, so there'll be bundling uh, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, which are two other streaming services that Disney has a majority share in. They, my understanding is that they they won't combine them. I don't think they can because they don't own the other two in full. Like mm. Hulu is still partly owned by Universal, and I still think Warner Brothers owns that ten percent. I know they're trying to sell it, and uh, ESPN in general has a twenty percent interest ownership from the Hearst Corporation. And so they don't have like full control to like roll that in as well. Mm. And plus, also, because like Disney Plus, I think it's going to be all recorded content, and Hulu and ESPN both are built to where they can do live broadcasts on. And, and uh, they also have advertisements, uh, you know, to varying extents. Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that too. Right. Oh, so there won't be any ads on the Disney app? No. Like Netflix, it'll just run the whole time. Exactly. Okay. Hmm. Oh. I wonder what that decision behind that was. To not run ads? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but I'm just wondering. I think they could, always add, they could always bring in ads later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they possibly do that for children. I mean, I guess they could, could just assign it to children's program, but a lot of times, like, places like Disney, they, I know they won't have, like, advertising in their games and stuff. Um, just because of the, you know, their brand and wanting to seem fair to parents, even though they do kind of market everything to their kids. I've heard other businesses doing that. That's all. And it may not apply at all. Okay. All right. Okay. And then 
the other part of this news is that Bob Iger has announced that um, he's going to step down at the end of 2021 and they're forming a succession plan. Uh, he, of course, is the CEO of Disney, has been since 2005 after they basically forced Michael Eisner out. And that's the shortest version of that story, basically. Um, now, Bob Iger, had, he's been looking to retire for a while because there was a rumor he was going to run for president in 2016. Oh, God. But... Um, but yeah, he's going to cut out because I I think we're talking about this before we started recording. Uh, he doesn't want to be seen the way that Eisner was seen, where Eisner after after Frank Wells died and after Jeffrey he fired Jeffrey Kastenberg, basically Eisner's ego got the better of him, and he just basically started trying to reform Disney, his own image, and the company took like you know it went for the worst. The movies got worse, the parts got worse, you know. Uh, and then the whole public fight with Steve Jobs. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, tell us more. Steve Jobs. It's a, it got ugly. Yeah, Steve Jobs owned Pixar. Like he had owned it since like '86, I think. And then when their really, con- yeah, when their contract was about to be up, because Pixar was like it was his own company, and their contract right. with Disney was going to run out in 2000 and I want to say five, and they wouldn't renew it. Uh, because Steve Jobs didn't like the way that Eisner was running Disney. And so they publicly announced that Pixar was going to look for a new uh, distribution deal with a different studio. And Steve Jobs came out in public and said a whole lot of things about Michael Eisner, which were both A, all true, and B, all mean. And at the same time, Roy E. Disney, Walt's nephew, and his brother Roy Oliver's son, has started this Save Disney campaign to get um, the board of directors to force Eisner out. And so basically, Eisner announced he would retire in 06, but he left in 05 before his, he, before his actual like end date. And Bob Iger became CEO after that. And he immediately got, he immediately got Disney to buy Pixar straight out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a contract. We got you. Right. right. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, Bob Iger has pretty much expanded. He's expanded how much money Disney makes. You know, under him, they bought Marvel, they bought Pixar, they bought Lucasfilm, they bought Fox. His <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> retirement plans about to be all this nice. Content, they're going to have all the stuff you want to watch. Yep. And they're going to make money, and it has worked. Yeah, I, I boycott Disney if you want to. You're looking at a blank screen. <laughs> uh, okay, seriously. Uh, but about pe- to get a nice send-off package. Yeah, the other side of that, though, is people do feel like the way Disney runs now has been detrimental to the arts of cinema, as we've known it traditionally. Because uh. their policy of basically of, of releasing more, mostly only tent poles from all of their like divisions. Like, if you think about it, Disney got out of the business of doing like mid-budget movies, like your regular rom-coms or comedies or dramas or whatever. It's everything is either animated or it's like a big event film that they're going to heavily advertise. Mm. And so when they bought Fox, they immediately started like slashing departments because they don't plan on having Fox put out 20, you know, like 15 regular movies and five tent poles. They just want the five tent poles. Mm. And so like, I know a couple of producers are already moving to other studios after Disney bought Fox out. But, you know... I don't know because people, the, the 
public seems satisfied with how things are going. I know there are some people who want to, you know, who are mad that there's not any more, quote unquote, dramas for adults outside of Oscar season. Uh, and I know people are sort of kind of, the whole thing of them remaking all of their old movies is sort of kind of, you know, that that thread is starting to unravel, especially with that awful Dumbo. Re- it wasn't awful, it, mediocre. Let me be, let me not be hyperbolic. Um, and it is an upcoming Aladdin one where people can't sing. And oh, <laughs> let it go, Brandon. The Lion King trailer. We forgot to talk about that. Um, uh, I don't like it. Uh, don't like it. We we'll have to okay, watch it are anyway. You, are you one of those you don't like it to be shot for shot? Don't like it to be shot for shot, and don't like the fact that the lions look that fucking realistic to where they have Scar looking dusty and mangy and light skinned. Also skinny. And skinny. Well, I mean, he's supposed to, uh, he's like under no, I mean, he is. Like, Simba, like, when That's... he grew up, I was like, Simba, have you not been eating? Like, what? <laughs> oh, you mean, like, you mean he was, Simba? He was thin. Yeah. Well, yeah, Scar oh. looks skinny. Scar, Scar wasn't like menacing enough for me. I mean, I didn't even. If you didn't tell me that was Scar, I wouldn't have known that was Scar. Right. It like National Geographic. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just looks like National Geographic. I'm like, like the whole point. The, I was telling Brandon like the one of the things that that you kind of um, sort of you take for granted with animation, right, is that you have vibrant colors, you have expressive faces and whatnot. You can caricature and, you know, things. There. Right. But in a but when you live action and then you have all this really super realistic photorealistic imagery with the with the creatures and whatnot, it just looks like you're watching an episode of, on a Discovery Channel of a documentary about Africa. Yeah, like I don't know how these last. But I I saw the clip of Timon and Pumbaa singing the and Lion Sleeps Tonight song or whatever. But how are the rest of these realistic looking ass lions gonna sing? Can you feel the love tonight? And uh. I can't wait to be king. All this other kind of stuff. It's going to turn anim- like super animated at that point. And that, I, I was enjoy Jungle Book, though. Yeah, Jungle Book was good because it, even though it, it wasn't photorealistic, like it, it, it stopped a step short yeah. of that. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. Know. I I look at it and I, I I'm like I what is there in what is in here for me for like what what are you doing just slightly what are you putting into this movie trailer that'll that'll make me want to watch it more the title of the Lion King like is all they're selling it on like mm-hmm. because if that because, well, and, that's Beyonce. Really thing. and Beyonce and right, Beyonce yeah yes. And featuring yeah, but, Beyonce and Carter. <laughs> and, a bunch of, yeah. and a bunch of other Black actors you might know. You right. may not be able to say their names, but you right. know. Now, I will say those hyenas, like, mm, they, look, they look a little scary. Yeah, they but look, you see, the thing about it is, though, you locked up because look, hyenas already look right. like that. So you kind of yeah. locked out on them, right? Yeah, they did look out <laughs> on the hyenas. So I was like, ooh. Right. But what you didn't look out on is, for example, Zazu. Zazu is a hornbill, and a hornbill looks really boring <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's the thing you're losing from realistic versus animation. You can make him look, um, um, you know, really weird and, and, you know, silly looking or whatever because he's this weird, weird looking bird. But a regular looking bird like that is just looks like a regular bird. And all the other animals, they just look, they're, they're all these muted yellow colors because that's the color of the, of the, you know, the savanna. It's supposed to look like that because 
creatures are there. To blend in. You know, either, yeah, blending in, you know, to the surroundings for protection and all that kind of stuff. So, I, <laughs> like, what do you... I, I don't know. But yeah, so. but to be clear, we're going to see it anyway because we, oh, yeah. we're, we're required by, like, Negro and, like, nerd law to see it. Right, are and keep we? your kids to the first two rows. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Kayla Trio? <laughs> he said, are Keep your kids to the first two rows. They cannot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carolyn, posted a, Carolyn posted a seating <laughs> chart for altos, sopranos, and tenders and bass. <laughs> <laughs> tenders. And then kids in, like, the first two rows. <laughs> like, but my thing I is, remember. who else going to stop Tim Rice from writing new lyrics for these songs? Because they show... They changed the lyrics up for the Beauty and the Beast remake. How'd you feel about that? So, I was fine with it because Harold Ashman wrote nine-minute demos from the songs back in the, back in 89 or 90, whenever he actually wrote the songs. So they just used different verses that he, that, that he had written but never used. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the whole thing of um, LeFou spelling out Gaston's name at the end of the song. Huh. Like they they are written for the original animated version, but they didn't use. I think they used it in, in the stage musical. But they finally had, and Ali, you remember? I was so excited they were actually doing it in the in the um, with Josh Gabs doing it in the live action version. That was one of the few things I liked about it. Was that, and his name's G A S T. I think and there's another T. The spell. I just remember <laughs> I'm illiterate and I've never had to spell it out loud before. Gaston. <laughs> So Brandon, how many how many more songs? Like for example, the stage the stage um, the Broadway um, show for um, Lion King. What? Uh, how many more extra songs are there? It's like a good smooth like ten extra songs. But I've been, my understanding is that they're not using any of them. That they're only using the songs from the animated version. Let me double check that right oh. quick and see. That's what oh. I've heard. Let me check. Okay. Uh, yep, that's all I've heard. They are only, wait, no, Beyonce is writing a new song with Elton John and Tim Rice. Well, that's an obvious. They have to, right? Because that, <laughs> well, that has to happen, right? But yeah, but... So, I, I have another question. So, okay, so the target audience, audience is obviously everybody. people... Everybody. Everybody who's... Everybody, everybody who breathes air. Backstreets, back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say everybody wants to be a cat because it's lying. Oh, Lord. Okay, fine. But no, every, <laughs> literally everybody, Ali, who has ever breathed air, they are pitching this movie to. Okay. I mean, have you, okay. did you not see that like list of um, ne- like celebrity names coming down like a heavy sentence? <laughs> <laughs> like you're a black man who got found jaywalking your sentence for 20 years? So it's also her four. Beyonce, Seth Rogen. Doom, 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 doom. No, I saw it. Like, uh, <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, it would be nice. I think, I also think the, I, I, it depends. Uh, well, when I, when I see it, it, it might just shock me. But right I now, mean, it's, if uh, I squint my eyes. You see it because you're black or you see it because they don't, people, you don't want people to think you're a racist. So, it's one of those movies. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
the songs from the um the the stage version, like the like the lyric songs that they didn't use, the morning report, they live in you, uh the madness of King Scar, Endless Night, Shadowland, and then and I think the rest of them are like um are instrumentals and um like chants. Because if anybody's ever seen the like the Lion King Broadway show, is you know it's it's black folks in masks doing the um like real life. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Jesus. All right. Uh let's move on to talk about the chilling adventures of Sabrina, season one, part two. Uh Latria. Latria. I was on mute. Sorry. Yes. No, I was actually gonna say this. You probably want to go on mute now, and I will message you when we're done talking about Sabrina. Okay. See y'all in a bit. All right, Richard. Um, are you gonna cut out right now? Uh, yeah, I cut out. Okay. Uh, tell everybody where they can they can find you online. They can find me on Twitter at rjcc and my writing and mostly editing on www.ingadget.com. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. And as for us, you can find us at SSNpodcast.com and across all social media under the handle at SSNpodcast. Uh, the next download in your feed will be a review of Sabrina, of Sabrina Teenage Witch, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Season 1, Part 2. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been the Taste with the Nice Podcast. I'm Brandon, and I'm here with Richard. Thanks. Latria, who's on mute. I oh, know she's on mute still. I'm on mute. <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Bye, y'all. And. Two little before. Oh, Lord. Two <laughs> 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 All right, we'll see y'all next time.